Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Well, I tell you what, what started out as kind of a cloudy, warmer morning, and I had a little bit of sprinkle in the area. It has turned out to be a sunshiny, nice day. Uh, took a walk out on the balcony during the uh, during the top of the hour break there, just to kind of see what the, the temperature was. Woof. It's nice. I'm going to do some grass cutting today. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, only for the fact that I can get rid of some of the leaves because i got to get some of those chopped up. Otherwise, it's going to be uh, too too big for me to handle later on down the road. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, uh, Give us a shout. Um, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Zach Heilprin, sports director at WOZN, The Zone in Madison. And we'll talk with him about this upcoming contest with the Badgers and Ohio State, the Buckeyes. And uh, I, I, my old buddy Larry, Larry listening over in Columbus, Ohio, said it was an interesting week, not only with the Green Bay Packers, but obviously with the Buckeyes coming to town. I don't think the Buckeyes are as good as many people give them credit for. I agree with you about the defense, but their offense and McCord is not that good unit. Love listening to the program. I think the Badgers are going to give them at least a go uh, as he puts it, he said uh, probably 28-17, 28-14, something like that. My buddy uh, Larry O listening to us over in Columbus, Ohio, he said, I miss your brother and hope to see you home soon. Um, no, I tell you what, I haven't been back um, to the shoe, God, I don't seven years, eight years, something like that, I think is what it's been. It's been a while. I haven't been back that direction in a while. So I, at some point I'd like to get back, but I, you know, I like it when everybody comes here. I get a chance to see some people. Some friends are coming into town on uh, on Friday. Uh, unfortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, I'm going to get a chance to say hello to them on their way out to Madison. Uh, but uh, we are going to be at Stenny's on Friday night. Friday night's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. That's the Stenny's uh, Halloween party, Halloween costume party. And we have got in our group, I think, well, it's myself and Grant Bills and then others. I think we have eight, eight to ten judges, I think, for this thing. So it's going to be a fun time. We're going to have a lot of people, and they usually get a really good crowd. Now, it's a little weird because they moved it from Saturday to Friday. But if you're looking for something to do in Milwaukee and you want to get out for not just one night but two or three nights for the uh, Halloween costume contest, Get it together on Friday night and come on down to Stenny's and join us and be a face in the crowd or be a, uh, a costumed person on stage because we're going to have a lot of fun coming up on Friday night. So we're going to have the wings going, the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread going. Uh, we're going to have some beverages going, and we're going to have some costumes flying around. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. And correct me if I'm wrong, Grant, isn't it on Friday when the World Series gets underway? I was looking at the schedule. I can check really quick. It seems right because game seven of of Philly Diamondbacks is tonight. I should hope they start at Friday. Why wait all the way until Saturday? Right. I think it's on Friday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I I could be wrong. Uh, It is Friday. Friday. It's, uh, yes, Friday night in Texas. Uh, 7.03 is when it gets underway. So we're going to have game one of the World Series on down there. Because I, I plan on getting down there about 6.30. So on Friday night, so about 6.30, we'll get down there, get a good spot uh, all set up and ready to go for game one of the World Series. And then probably about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock is when uh, the costume contest gets underway or we at least crown a winner. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm geeked, man. What a good night. 
is there yeah, college football? Yeah. Wait, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, is there an argument to be made that this is one of the best or maybe the best sports week of the entire calendar year? We got NBA starting, World Series, right? NFL, college football. Like, there's so much this week. This is great. Yeah, yeah, you've got uh, yeah, and hockey. Oh yeah, that's I, I'm hockey. I'm sorry I neglect that sport like no other. That's yeah. on me. Yeah, and hockey. You got. Uh, I'm trying to think. When you would have this much going on, maybe when you'd have, you know, the NBA, March Madness, baseball starting, but then football's over. Hockey's not, but football's over. When you have college football, NFL football, World Series baseball, NBA basketball, you're really, I mean, Halloween is the weekend Well, you're on the cusp of getting NCAA college basketball on the way as well, man. That's, uh, yeah, you're right. That's a big weekend. That's, that's a tremendous weekend. But we get a chance to be there for game one of the World Series and a, and a costume contest and wings and garlic cheese bread and all that kind of good stuff. So it's going to be a good time coming up on Friday night. Uh, Jackie says, uh, were you disappointed to see Dusty Baker knocked out of the postseason? I, and I've made this clear. I love Dusty Baker. I think he's such a tremendous guy. I really do. But no, I am not a Houston Astros fan. Uh, I am, I, I don't know why, but Jose Altuve bothers me as much as Taylor Swift and Aaron Rodgers do. He just does. And tremendous player. But I still can't get over the fact that when he's crossing home plate during the whole scandal, he wouldn't allow his jersey to be ripped off because everybody believes he had a listening device or a beeping device or a buzzing device in his shirt, which told him what pitches were coming. And I can't get past that. So it, it, it has tainted me on the Altuve. And remember back in the day when they had how many Altuves did it take? And they would always stack up Altuves in his height because he he's such a small guy of how tall things were based on the Altuve factor. Um, which was always pretty funny. Uh, so anyway, uh, but no, I'm not a fan of the Houston Astros. So as much as I love Dusty Baker, no, I, I am not unhappy at all that Houston got bounced out of the postseason. So, and I'm mixed emotions because I'm not a Bryce Harper fan. I, I never have been. I think he's kind of a, a, a hard-ass jag, for lack of a better term. But I can't decide whether I'm rooting for Philadelphia or Arizona I've kind of they always say you know you can say this is what I'm rooting for but really when it comes down to it your gut and your emotions will tell you as the game goes on kind of like who you want to see win a ball game and I've done that numerous times I've talked about that numerous times so I've kind of leaned towards Philadelphia and I think it's more the Ben Kenny factor than anything and the fact that I do want to give Ben some crap if uh, the Phillies should win the World Series that I, I want to see a picture of him trying to hoist his mom up on one of those uh, grease telephone poles to put her up on top of a don't walk sign. Yeah, and I like I wanted the Phillies to win to start the series, and then I wanted to see the Diamondbacks come back. And now right. I'm pretty close to 50-50, but I think the Phillies are a more entertaining team. They might have more star power, and they might make for a better World Series. I, I'm not sure. This one could go either way. I'm 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 excited. I, I'm. I get it, Arizona. I've got uh, my, I've got some family that lives in Arizona. They're excited. They're really excited for Arizona, you know, Diamondbacks baseball. And I am also kind of living by the hey, the team that beats the Brewers goes on to win a championship, because that's been happening. So there's that that National League jinx, if you will, that 
if you're a team that faces the team that beat the Brewers, you're pretty much going to be eliminated because they go on to win a World Series. So we've seen that happen here in recent history. Uh, so I want kind of want that streak to to continue, but it wouldn't wouldn't kill me if all of a sudden I had to send a text or a tweet that said, "Hey, need a picture of mom climbing a grease pole, man." That's that's what I want out of Ben Kenny. I also just want to have a reason to bring Ben Kenny on the show, and if the Phillies right. make the World Series, then we have a reason. Right. I that's what I want. I, I'm going to start posting that too because he he just keeps saying I'm going to bail out of that discussion. I'm like, no, 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 no. You he he texted it to me. I want to I want to post that, man. I want to post it. So. Looking forward to that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to Randy, listening to us in Jackson. Randy, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, Bill. How are you? Good, good. What you thinking? Hey, first of all, I want to start out. Uh, my wife and I were at uh, Forgotten Fire Winery on uh, Saturday. Oh, okay. Did I see you there? No, you said you were there Friday. I was there Friday. Oh, Saturday, Saturday. Yes, I was there on Friday. You are correct. I got my days mixed up. But, yeah, what a great place. Yeah, we enjoyed it a lot. But going back to the Packers, I was just curious. Coming out of trading camp, the place kicker, expectations weren't very high, were they? No, not at all, because he was missing a lot. Yeah, but I think he's done a fantastic job so far. He's been really good. Uh, when you talk about somebody that got better throughout the season, absolutely. You can say the, probably the, the, the best <laughs> – player coming out from the as far as growth position goes you would say it was the kicker Anders Carlson yes I agree yep no doubt so good point anything else nope got it all right buddy appreciate it there you go that's Randy listening to us in Jackson and uh, he was up at Forgotten Fire Forgotten Fire is a, a neat little place up there in Pestigo good stuff uh, this is from Greg. Greg says, uh, nobody has progressed to the point that it makes me open my eyes as to the next coming of. And then he's got dot, dot, dot. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are filled with a team of a bunch of guys. And it starts with Brian Gutekinds. He has not picked enough talent to supplement this team. I don't believe it's all coaching. I believe it's the talent on the field. I uh, appreciate the email. And uh, one more here. This is from Kathy, who said, I had to pull over. I was laughing so hard at the Brett Bielema discussion. Uh, I feel bad that people can't take a joke. It is not body shaming. It's having fun. When do we become so sensitive as a society? Right? Right? I get it. Uh, nobody. Nobody uh, is, on this program anyway, is above being uh, singled out. I'll tell you that, including myself say that right now uh and this one's from leah who says uh i think that jordan love just needs a little bit more time i think in the next few games we're really going to find out what he has if this team doesn't progress over the next month uh, and then she's got in parentheses november uh then i think come december we'll probably all be looking forward to christmas and then new year's and then getting away from this Packers season thanks leah appreciate it yeah that's my fear is that if you look and start to go through this Packers schedule, and you think to yourself, man, once you get through this month, let's just say, once you get out of this, you look, you got the Vikings and Rams in back-to-back -back noon games. So now you've got some rhythm in back-to-back -back noon games at home before you take on the Steelers. And again, another noon game a week later. You've got four noon games in a row. And then you get the Thursday Thanksgiving Day game. Now, that's an 1130 game, but it's a Thursday game. So the next four weeks, 
you've got four consecutive noon games in a row. You talk about getting into a rhythm, to getting your body clock set. You know, you're not worrying about one game in 20-something days. I mean, you've got back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks to be able to get this thing on track. If by the time you get to the Thanksgiving Day game, and let's be honest, uh, is there a little fallibility in Detroit? Holy crap, did they get dump trucked by the Baltimore Ravens. Woo! Now, whether the Ravens just had a game of their life or Detroit took them a little lightly, but, man, that, that, that to me was – you talk about the big shocker of the weekend, other than maybe last night's loss, because I really thought that the 49ers would bounce back after taking a loss the week prior in the rain in, in Cleveland. I thought they would bounce back and knock off the Minnesota Vikings. So I give Minnesota credit, but, boy, the way Baltimore dump-trucked the Detroit Lions. I mean, doing it physically – they beat them up. They beat them at their own game. They beat them up physically. And I didn't think that would happen, but that was a little bit of exposure. So anyway, my point being is by the time you get to that game, you that game will be – I agree with you. I agree with you, Leo. That, that game's going to be the tipping point because you're either going to go, okay, they finally pieced it back together. They're starting to play some better football. They're starting to look like a team. Maybe they're scoring some points in the first quarter. You know, other than a field goal, maybe they're doing some things right. And that game, after they got their ass whipped at Lambeau Field, that game will be the circle it on the calendar, a little bit of a revenge game. If they get dump trucked in that game and they're still playing kind of the same style of football that we're witnessing over the last say, three, four weeks, then, yeah, by that point in time, people are going to go off and go hunting. Uh, Black Friday will be here. Christmas shopping will begin. People will be throwing Christmas parties and weekends at, you know, little Christmas villages. And, you know, you got fiesta markets and flea markets and all kinds of crap for Kris Kringle markets and stuff. People are going to find other stuff to do. And then you get to Christmas, you go to New Year's, and then you're into January. And then the only thing you're gearing up for is, you know, some kind of a Super Bowl party that you may host at your house, depending on the way the season goes. And then you're just counting down the days till pitchers and catchers report. That That's it. So... I agree with you. Uh, the next four games going to be big-time telltale sign as to what this season's going to be. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hey, uh, boy, I tell you what, if you're going to go uh, someplace to watch the game this weekend, Social House, H-A-U-S, not only do they have terrific breakfasts on Sunday morning, but it's a great place to go and watch the game. They'll have, you know, obviously the uh, – all the televisions on, and they, that whole new addition they put on is just fantastic with big screens and small screens, and they're everywhere in that place. But it's a comfortable place. It's a fun place. They always have some activity going on. That's the Social House, H-A-U-S, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Dan Della and his staff are just terrific people. Tell Dan and, and Allison, his wife, and everybody over there we said hi. They're just such great people. That's the Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. More of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. 
Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it. Welcome back. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Zach Heilbrunn is going to talk with us. Going to talk with him about this uh, this Badger team, an upcoming game against Ohio State, and to get his take on all of this. A big win. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, a uh, big win that they just had um, last weekend against uh, the Fighting Illini. But uh, now, you, now you've got that litmus test coming over the hill. So hopefully, hopefully, they can uh, they can have a good showing. Good showing. 877-867-1670. Our buddy Steve says the only Packer that has gotten better, in my opinion, is Quay Walker. As you had mentioned, he is tackling. Uh, he's a tackling machine. And he's taking his head out of his rear end and uh, playing with more discipline. Other than that, maybe Josiah Aguara, at least he's on the field and not on the injury report. Interesting. Josiah Aguara is your guy. Josiah Aguara, got it. Um, Bryce says, I still don't think Jordan Love is the guy. I uh, hope I'm wrong, but I don't think he is. In the meantime, uh, you've got Matt says, I think Matt LaFleur looks like a deer in the headlights. Is it just me or does he look like he's constantly lost and scrambling to try to find the next play? I thought this was supposed to be the Matt LaFleur offense. It has turned out to be very vanilla and very scaled back. Well, yes. I don't know at what point as a play caller you feel comfortable in just throwing it all out there. You know, saying, hey, if we're going to go down, let's go down swinging. You know? It seems like the offensive play calling is very uh, – he's trying to put his guys in the best position to be successful, but he's also – he knows that he can't run these abstract things because they're not doing the basics to detail. So if, you, if you're not doing the basics to detail, what do you do? But also – that goes back to coaching. You know, you constantly got to be on on these guys. To you, you, you've got to do things correctly. There's a way to do it in the NFL. It's not like you know, it's not like the college football where you just went out and kind of did your own thing for nine out of twelve games a season where you were just going to beat the guy across from you, regardless. And then you really had to have a battle in say two or three games because those teams were on your level. You know. Um, it's not that way in the NFL. The NFL, everybody's on your level or above it. You know, if if, if you're if every if, if the guy across from you is the same as you, you got to be better than him, because if he figures it out and he's better than you, then you're losing. You know, 
So I, I don't – there's a fine line there. It's not that I'm making an excuse for, for Matt LaFleur and the play calling. It's just that there's, there's a reality to it, and I think the play calling has not been nearly as creative as we had hoped for, and the stamp of Matt LaFleur's offense has been bad. There's a reason why Matt LaFleur tried to tamp down expectations, and now I get it. I was, I was skeptical before I'm understanding now. Before, I was like, why don't you want to take ownership of this? Why don't you want to kind of say, yeah, now we're going to do things a certain way? Where you, you, there's no reason to be beholden to the ego and the fragility of, you know, the, the attitude of Aaron Rodgers anymore. Who cares? Right? Who cares? And I'm thinking, well, why, why is he just not going all in? And now I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. You, <laughs> you don't want any part of this right now because this, as we all know, is not – not great by any stretch of the imagination. So I get it. Um, what else do we have? Uh, we've got a lot of emails that I wanted to get into. Uh, or that's from our buddy Steve, by the way. Uh, Michael says, uh, the only player that has got even better, uh, even though they missed a field goal the last game, was Anders Carlson. Remember how bad in training camp he was. Quay Walker, if you really look at the games, he is really bad at shedding a block and hitting the correct gap to make a tackle. He looks really good in open field with a runner in front of him. And no blockers to shed, but anybody can do that. Uh, all we heard was how good uh, the chemistry was between Love and Romeo Dobbs during minicamp and training camp. Where is that now? Torre has not taken that next step. Watson has turned into a China doll. The offensive line has gotten worse all down the line. Name one that's improved. And to hear LaFleur say they need to figure it out with the players' uh, strengths and weaknesses and what they are, what the hell have they been doing since minicamp? How do they not know what the players' strengths and weaknesses are? That's from Michael. Michael, you to me. Appreciate it. And that, I, I hate to say I agree with, but I agree with. That I agree with. How do you not know by now? You know? What, you know, I, I, I get it that you have to see a couple of games to see where people's minds are and what their deciphering capability is and the smarts between the ears of some of the players, okay. But you, you figure out what your strengths are now? Come on. You're six six games into this thing. Five, six, seven games into this thing. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, you, you're, what are you going to be halfway through the season going, we're still trying to figure this out? Come on. Maybe receivers, tight ends, and quarterback getting on that same page. Okay. To a certain extent, I understand it. But you're, you're not figuring things out this deep in the season. Coming up next, we are going to talk uh, with Zach Heilprin, the sports director at WOZN in Madison. We're going to talk with him about this uh, Badgers team and the win that was. And in addition to that, we're going to talk with him uh, about the upcoming beast that is the Ohio State Buckeyes and what the Badgers need to do to, I don't even want to say knock off because I don't you know want people to think that I'm you know prospecting a win here, but what do you what do you need to do to remain in the game to where it's a game? You know, uh, it'd be great. Look, it'd be great if your your defense came up with turnovers deep in their territory and you were able to convert those to points. You know, and you did it enough. You turned them over three, four, five times, and you did it enough to get a lead and and just demoralize them. And all of a sudden, they walk out of Camp Randall with a loss. But what what does this team need to do to be competitive? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Also, you can find us. Would uh, would love to have you on board. So stay tuned for all of that. Zach Heilprin is going to join us 
That is coming up right after the bottom of the hour break here, so stick around. We've got a lot more coming up. By the way, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, I talked about this yesterday, and I got a nice note. Uh, Keith, who is a homeowner, he lives uh, up near Peshtigo, and he said, you were right about the patio door. He said, with that toe kick, it locks, it's safe, it's secure. They've always had a stick, uh, a stick in the door to keep that thing locked, their old door. Their old uh, metal aluminum door, it didn't lock right, never did. He said if you really had to pry it open, you could. And if you could pry it open far enough, you could even slide something in between the glass to pull that stick out if you absolutely had to. It was always an area of contentiousness when it came to the security of their home. This thing, nada. So great to hear from you. Thanks for giving me uh, an email and shooting me uh, that information and being a big supporter of Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And if you want that free in-home, the free in-home consultation, Get a hold of our friends at Pella. Call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI or go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Zach Heilprint, sports director, WOZN in Madison, talking Badgers next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Server restriction supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at 1031 Everybody's buzzing about Quick Trip's possibly pilfered potatoes. We have them priced so low, some say they're illegal. Swipe potato fries, potatoes ill-gotten, stash browns. Come on, these are not hot potatoes. But it is a quick hot savings. You might say it's a steal. No, don't say that. 99 cents for a five-pound bag. Five pounds of potatoes under a dollar? What a heist. A perfect score for those large meal gatherings. Quick Trip, we got your taters covered. Welcome back to Bill Michaels Show. On this Tuesday edition, we continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kemp's. Kemp's has been in business in Wisconsin since 1914. Cedarburg to Wisconsin, to be exact. And if you're looking for a career, not just a job, but a career, they are paying sign-on bonuses. And uh, go to Kemp's.com. That's K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. At the bottom of the page, click on the term careers, and you could be interviewed as soon as tomorrow. Kemp's is looking for CDL drivers or looking for uh, cooler operators and technicians and production assistants and such. So go to Kemp's.com. That is Kemp's.com. Click on the term careers at the bottom of the page. We bring him in now. He is uh, fresh back and still kind of feeling the ramifications of the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. That was Brett Bielema in a giant orange pullover. Uh, we've got Zach Heilprin from uh, the WOZN in Madison, the sports director there. Zach, how you doing? Doing good, Bill. So, okay, first of all, what do you take away from the contest this past Saturday? 
I think you have to take away the fact that uh, for all the entire offseason, they talked about finishing because they were so bad at finishing games last year, one and four in games that were in the fourth quarter. And they were off to a really tough start this year, 0-2. They lost games at Washington State that they had the ball and a chance to take the lead. They lost games against, obviously, Iowa with the ball and a chance to take the lead. And against Illinois, down the way that they were, they scored 18 straight in the fourth quarter. And they didn't just get close they like they did at Washington State. They finished it with a heck of a play call down at the goal line. So I think I think finishing, and their their whole message all offseason was about it. And Luke Fickle said as much after the game. said, you know, we've this is the first time in nine, ten months that I've seen that from these guys. Actually finishing and getting the win, and it's obviously a huge win that they desperately needed if they had any hopes for uh, a potential, potential uh, winning the West, even though – the West is <laughs> really, really bad this year. So, okay, let's let, let's look at a freshman quarterback who comes in. And what I thought did, as far as an admirable job, and, and moved the offense as much, if not more, in some essence, than what Tanner Mordecai had been doing. So I, I thought, you know, coming in, not really knowing a lot about this kid, I thought he did a fine job. But he did as well. I think it's also probably worth noting where Illinois was defensively and what kind of defensive team they are they're not any good last year they led the country in points allowed per game this year they were near the bottom of the big 10 they were the worst team uh yards wise so i think at least we have to i'm gonna put that out there and then i'm gonna follow that up and say i was really really impressed with what brain lock did i mean he put some passes where they absolutely needed to be sometimes his guys made plays for him sometimes they didn't i mean the the first quarter was typical wisconsin this year, five penalties, a couple drop passes. You obviously had the, the muffed field goal snap. So the uh, what he was able to do, stick with it, and a couple of just money throws, including the one down the field to Skyler Bell on the final drive, of the, the offensive drive, could not have been placed in a better spot. And his guys started to make plays for him. His receivers started to make plays for him, plays that have not been made for a large portion of this year. Um, and uh, he was the beneficiary of it, but he put those in the right spot exactly where they needed to be. And, um, I think it's a, it was a huge step from what we saw against Iowa, and um, I'm anxious to see what it looks like this Saturday. Well, that's my, my next question, because you, you don't move the ball. You don't have success. It looks completely stymied against a good Iowa defense, don't get me wrong. And then you come in and you get what I always call the get-right game. You get a little bit of juice. You get a little bit of momentum. Now, granted, you, you waited until the fourth quarter to put up 18 points, but at least you were able to churn some things out. The offensive line looked a little bit better. Braylon Allen started to carry the ball. I think he had 140, 40-plus yards, something like that. But things looked better. Now, like you had mentioned, let's not you know beat around the bush. You qualify this by saying Illinois has got a bad defense. There's no doubt about it. Now here come the Ohio State Buckeyes with one of the best defenses I've seen them have in probably the last decade, which is a daunting task. But So what do they need to do? to at least, and I, I don't want to say win this game because I, I think right now you're talking about just getting better as a football team. What do they need to do to walk away saying we are on the right path? Well, let's just think about what they're up against here. Um, Oddsmakers have them as a 14.5-point underdog. That's the biggest underdog they've been at home in the last 30 years, not since 1991. Barry Alvarez's second year have they been a bigger under, underdog than they are going to this one. So let's just that's what we have to at least understand in terms of what can happen in this game, how do they put themselves in a position to potentially win it? Because if you think back the last 20 years, Ohio State has not beaten Wisconsin by double digits in uh, in Madison. Uh, Wisconsin beat them twice, 2003 and 2010. And what happened in those games, big big plays 
obviously, David Gilreath with the opening kickoff return for a touchdown in 2010 kind of set the tone. And in 2003, you had the deep pass to Lee Evans uh, beating Chris Gamble for a, for a late touchdown. So big plays for Wisconsin obviously have to be a part of this, something that have not necessarily been a huge part of this offense to this point. Um, and defensively, what do you do with Marvin Harrison Jr.? Um, because right. he is he is their their passing game to an extent. Now they could get back Igbuka, and all of a sudden you got two NFL receivers you have to deal with. Uh, they could also get back Travion Henderson, the running back, and then because their running game has been very minimal this year, and yet Wisconsin has really struggled to stop the run the last two weeks, and in large part, in large portions of this year they've they've struggled. So uh, stop the run, right? So don't uh, make you know make. Ohio State's passing game beat you. And then on offense, don't turn it over and create some big plays. And special teams-wise, play it even. And it's not something that they've necessarily done a great job of this year, playing even on special teams. But um, you have to, you can't lose the game in that phase. Even though they don't have Haskins, they don't have Stroud, they don't have Fields, this team still throws for well over 300 yards a game, pretty much on average. I mean, you talk about Marvin Harrison Jr., but I, I've seen probably some of the Achilles heel of the Badgers has been the secondary in coverage and confusion in coverage at times. I mean, that to me is, is really that's the key to this game. If the Badgers are going to keep it close, you've got to keep it on the, on the ground. You've got to be able to stop them through the air, keep those passes short. Even though they're going to move the sticks, don't allow them to jump out to a big lead. But, but, but Zach, it, it's going to be controlling the air control or the air raid offense that they have over there. Even though McCord's not some big-armed guy like we've seen in the past, He's still decently accurate, but he's got weapons to throw to, man. It's going to be all about stopping that passing game, in my opinion. It, it is. And, Wisconsin, again, I, Wisconsin's pass defense, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, we, we've seen at times, especially earlier in the year, where those were, were problems. And I think this has a lot to do more with the quarterbacks they've faced the last three weeks. But you look at what they've given up through the air. They gave up 100 yards to Illinois. They gave up less, much less than that to, to Iowa. Gavin Wimsett from Rutgers didn't have a very good day against them either. All those quarterbacks are not anywhere close to what um, Kyle McCord is, and especially the weapons on the outside. Again, I don't, I don't know what the injury status is for some of those guys, but Marvin Harrison Jr. himself is uh, an absolute load. I'm, I'm anxious to see and interested to talk to uh, Mike Trussell tomorrow about what they plan to do. We, we get to talk to assistant coaches for the first time since August tomorrow. Him and, and I shouldn't say assistant coaches, but coordinators. We get to talk to Phil Longo and Mike Trussell, and uh, really anxious to see what – you know, they have to say about what they're going up against on Saturday because it is as talented of a team as they're obviously going to face the entire year, and it's as big of a task as any Wisconsin team has faced, especially at home, in, in quite some time. So, um, yeah, I mean, stop the pass is, is much easier said than done when it's those two guys, especially Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I, I want to ask you, I want to go back to the secondary because you talk about Trestle's defense, and it seemed early on you had Hallman and Smith and Waller, and you, you, some of the guys, you, you had some confusion in that secondary. And, you know, people were asking, well, is this even a good defense? It takes a little time. Guys are hearing this for the first time. They're hearing terminology for the first time. They're getting a different philosophy for the first time. Has that started to, started to take effect, do you think? It, I think it has, certainly getting more familiar with things. I also think it's worth noting that they did have changed some things, and I think this is another thing to ask Trussell about tomorrow is what, how exactly they have uh, adjusted things in terms of trying to give guys a little bit of leeway in what they want to do based on how they've done things in the past. They came in and they talked about melding the, the greatness or 
of before and some of the greatness that they had at Cincinnati and trying to meld those two. And I think that they were trying to force a little thing, force things the first few weeks. We saw a lot of, a lot of their uh, dollar package, which is essentially, you know, it's, it's three, three, five, but it's essentially six DBs on the field. And they, they have, they struggled to stop the run. And they, they kind of switched things up against Rutgers, went back to a little bit more of what Jim Leonard had done and uh, a, a little bit more zone than we've seen at times. Uh, you know, that was certainly something that Jim Leonard uh, ran more than, than Mike Trestle. They've tried to uh, play a lot of man with this group and it's, it's a huge adjustment. They don't, they don't necessarily have the guy. They didn't necessarily recruit the guys to play that type of defense. So, um, but yeah, I, I think there have been fewer breakdowns if that is, if that's what you're talking about, maybe fewer, like wh- why did you go here and why did you go there type of stuff than, than we saw towards the beginning of the year for sure. Uh, I like the fact that Braden Locke gets his first start and faces Illinois. You get a little bit of confidence. You get some juice going late in the ball game. Uh, but being a guy that, that is a Richard freshman transfer and he comes in and now he has to his second start of his career at Wisconsin has to face the beast that's walking through the door. I, I mean, I, I guess I'd be anxious to find out tomorrow. What are his emotions? You know what I mean? Because what is he thinking? Yeah. Thinking, I finally got a little juice, but boy, I'm going to have to have a lot of juice to beat this team coming up on Saturday night. He's so well-spoken. He's so, I feel like, calm. He he has a very even demeanor about him. I'm sure, like, he, he, he said, now he admitted that he doesn't sleep too much before games, like the night before games, and I'm sure that they'll certainly be the case on Saturday. Because think about this opportunity, Bill. No one, no one, no one is picking Wisconsin to win this game. I, I, it's not that they're playing with house money by any stretch because it's still a home game and you're still trying to compete for the Big Ten West, but no one would be surprised if you go in there and they lose by 20. Like, it just wouldn't be a surprise. So he's kind of he's kind of can just go out there and play free, and I think that has to be – like on Saturday, I don't know necessarily that they could have just gone out there and played free because it's Illinois. They're not very good, uh, especially defensively this year kind of had a little pressure on your shoulders this time. I think there's not as much pressure now, maybe different people would look at that differently, but I don't think there's a ton of pressure on him going into this one. Um, again, he may not look at it like that, but I think this team in general can kind of just let, let go and, and play loose. you got the crowd on your side. It's probably going to be pretty raucous in there at six thirty, And uh, you know, what happens what is, is whatever, what happens. You just, no one's expecting you to go win it. Just go and play your game and see what happens. Speaking of that, this is the last thing I'll ask you, and then I'll let you go. What do you think the emotions are? And I'm sure it's going to be a question, but what do you think the emotions are for, for Luke Fickle? Obviously, he had a chance to be the interim. They passed him over. They choose Ryan Day. He recruits in Ohio State's backyard and basically outdoes him to a certain extent, putting the, the University of Cincinnati in the Final Four and does a magnificent job of the, of the pipeline of talent in that area and then obviously vacates and comes to Wisconsin. So do you think he's got a little extra juice this week when it comes to Ohio State walking through his door? I've only been around Luke Fickle for about a, less than a year now, and it's you know really just uh, the first six, seven weeks of the season. Um, he said yesterday that it's not about him. It's about the team. It's not about all the assistants that have been there. I mean, his, his staff is loaded with guys that were at Ohio State. So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the behind-the-scenes guys, analyst guys, were at Ohio State. A lot of the strengths that some of the strength staff was at Ohio State. Um, certainly, his life playing there and coaching there and being there for so long, I have to imagine there's a little bit extra juice to this. Like there's, I just don't believe. Like you can't, you're not a human if there's not a little extra juice to this. Again, he has said that it's not about him, but he's he's coached against them twice before. He went there and act when he was with Akron as assistant, and they got 
blown out. They got shut out when they went there in 2019 with Cincinnati. So it's not like this is a new thing for him, but I think this is a little bit different. This game is at home in Madison, and he's he's at a Power 5 school, and this perhaps gives him his best chance to beat Ohio State, but I, I have to imagine that there is a ton of juice um, for this game for him and for everybody within that, that program that has so many ties to to, uh, to Columbus. Zach, great stuff as always, bud. Uh, the next question is, are you dressing up? Are you going as anything on Saturday night when you <laughs> attend this ball game? <laughs> yeah, of course. Good, d- dressing up uh, dressing up as the lowly reporter. Uh, from There you go. From the local radio station. Don't forget, don't forget your fedora and an old tape recorder. That's what you need, a fedora and an old tape recorder. And a little press thing, right, in the, in, on yes. the cap? Yes. yes, exactly, sticking out of your head. <laughs> good stuff as always, my friend. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good, Bill. Thank you. There you go. Zach Heilprin, sports director, WOZN, The Zone out in Madison. You can find him over on Twitter at Zach Heilprin, H-E-I-L-P-R-I-N, at Zach Heilprin. We're going to step out, take a quick break. we got more to get to coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Michael Show on this Tuesday. I got the huddle coming up tomorrow night. And don't forget, a week from tomorrow night, we're going to be in Marshfield. We're going to be at Nuts Deep 2. Nuts Deep 2 coming up next Wednesday night. Next Wednesday night. And uh, by the way, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors, H2, the letter O, Doctors. Dot com, uh, but the Connecticut water softening system, the best. Uh, one of the things I had to do this morning was go out and get uh, some softener salt, just a couple of bags. But nevertheless, uh, I love the water softening system. I love the, the non-taste of the water coming through the reverse osmosis. They've got so many different things that kill bacteria in the water and the water. It's funny because I had uh, just to kind of, Kristen's a big bottled water drinker. Doesn't drink anything but bottled water or filtered water that's cold coming out of the refrigerator. And I always get it right out of the reverse osmosis tap on the sink. And she's like, nah, I, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. I, it's not as good. So I had it analyzed. And I took a bottle of water, a bottle of water, a certain brand, and water out of my tap. Had it analyzed. They were exactly the same when it comes, came to the limited amount of particles per million or whatever it is as far as being pure water. Uh, one has a plastic taste. The other has no taste. So I actually did a side-by-side comparison. The, it's as pure as the bottled water that you get. And it, it comes, it's free. It comes right out of your tap, you know, as far as paying 
you know, three, four, seven, ten dollars, whatever it happens to be for a, a you know, 24 pack of water. And I finally made a believer out of it. And the fact that the, the ice cubes are clear and there's no haze in there, there's no particles in there. It's just it's fantastic stuff. So that's why I swear by it. I keep telling people this is the way to go. Water doctors, uh, call them anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Huge supporter of the Motorcycle Ride Benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. We have every year. In addition to that, they do, they do a lot for veterans as well, and they give back to the community. So, again, get a hold of our friends at the Water Doctors, 262-549-7733, uh, 262-549-7733. Give us a shout. Uh, Brett says, so you're going to be uh, doing the huddle from Marshfield at Nuts Deep 2 in, coming up next week. Yes. Yes. On the 1st, we are going to be there. Yes. Next week. We're looking forward to it. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm anxious because the next one that will be on the docket, we're probably going to be going back to lacrosse at some point. And I've got to change a date. Uh, I know we've got one coming up in uh, in Viroqua as well. Um but we've got to move some things around just by a week because uh, some stuff came up that I didn't realize. But uh, we, we've got all kinds of cool stuff coming up. So just we're going to be on the road. Huddles are going to be in your neck of the woods. I can't wait. Love it. Love getting out in the belt. we got another hour yet to go. The Bill Michael Show, we continue on. A lot more coming up right after this. <laughs> 